Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From My Point of View, Loki, episode four. Big things happening at the end of the episode, plus the series' first mid credit scene. A lot of things coming to a head this episode, wrapping up and moving forward to the last two episodes. We get to probably find out who the timekeepers actually are and who made the TVA. Some sad things happening in this episode as well, though. So I got my notes here. First off, we start with a scene of a little girl being taken away from Asgard. Turns out to be Sylvie as a child, Ravona Renslayer, when she was one of those TVA agents before she became like this top dog kind of figure. She was just a normal TVA agent like, you know, C20 and everyone else. She's the one who took Sylvie away from her timeline because she was a variant. And as Sylvie later describes in the episode, what happens is there's an alternate timeline. The, the, the sacred timeline craves variations, craves to branch out and create new realities. And it does that. But once these realities get to the point where they become nexus events, the TVA swoops in and destroys them. So we see this flashback. Sylvie's like playing with these toys. She's probably, I don't know, eight years old. She's a young girl. She's maybe 10. I don't know. She's a young girl and she had a life. She lived a life. Uh, she was never, never, she never even knew that, you know, multiverse and stuff like that probably even existed. And she goes on to say that she, to find out that her life was quote unquote meaningless because she was a variant kind of broke her. So I wonder if, I assume that's the same way that all these other variants got plucked out of the main timeline. They were living their lives and then suddenly they weren't because it created a nexus event and they were snuffed out for whatever reason. Um, Sylvie asks Renslayer, in the elevator at the end of the episode, what was the thing that caused me to become a Nexus event? What was it? And Renslayer just chuckles and says, I don't even remember. And Sylvie's like, gets really pissed because obviously this woman doesn't even remember the reason why she had to ruin her life. Um, but back to this scene. Renslayer tries to bring Sylvie in front of this judge, which we see the role Renslayer playing when Loki gets the TVA in episode one. Um, Renslayer just, I mean, Sylvie just stomps on Renslayer's foot a bunch until she's let go. She stole one of her time pad things and she runs away. And we find out that she's been on the run ever since. So assuming, like she's a full grown adult now. So probably going on, 20 or 30 years of her on the run. Pretty insane. Um, again, time works differently. Obviously, she's a Loki and uh, a demigod, so maybe it's way older than that. But needless to say, uh, she's been on the run for a long time. So then we get our first view of the timekeepers. Renslayer's in there. She's talking to them and then she dips out of a door and 
it look I think that was the door that Sylvie was headed to. So she was headed towards the timekeepers in the last episode or two episodes ago, whatever it was. Um, that was her first look at them. They're big and like bluish purple alien looking things. Nothing really too pretty to look at, but that is the first time that we see them in the entire show. Mobius goes on to talk about C20, the first person we saw get mind controlled by Sylvie. And Renslayer tells him that she didn't make it. Her mind deteriorated into nothing. She couldn't even form sentences by the end. And then she died. Off rip, super sketchy, like didn't believe a single thing that came out of her mouth. Renslayer has been a very sketchy figure in this show and not someone to be trusted. So as soon as she says that, immediately like, Red flag, something happened to C20. She probably killed her. Um, then we cut back to Sylvie and Loki. And this is a very interesting scene, of course. They're on Lamentus 1, still haven't been rescued. And Sylvie reflects on the fact that she grew up, after she found out where to hide from the TVA, she grew up in the ends of a thousand different worlds is what she says. So she was growing up in apocalypses and now she's going to die on one. And her and Loki share a moment. They're holding hands, looking at each other. It's very emotional. They kind of, it looks like they're accepting now. Well, Sylvie says she accepts it. And Loki seems to be accepting the fact as well that they're going to die. But meanwhile, in the TVA, they get, Something that they said they've never seen before. A Nexus event unlike anything they've ever seen. It is skyrocketing straight up 90 degrees to the red line. Uh, they locate them, open two portals, and then Loki and Sylvie are pulled through or walked through and then arrested by the TVA. As I predicted, it was, it was very... I didn't know this is how they were going to go about it, but... We get to learn, the regardless, the TVA saved them. We knew that was probably going to happen. Now, the reason why this Nexus event was like 90 degrees up and skyrocketing towards the red line, Mobius goes on to tell Loki is that two, be, uh, two creations of the same being romantically being involved with each other. It looked like you felt the, the romantic tension in the air between Sylvie and Loki as if they were going to kiss. And Mobius says, if that were to happen, that is something that could unbend the very realities of time and space because two variants of the same being can't, obviously, you're just pretty much making out with yourself of a different, uh, variation and Mobius says like that is the most like unbelievably narcissistic thing that Loki has ever done which is true he's never felt this way about anyone he even says it in the episode and of course the one person that he feels this way about is literally himself as a female so we we got that whole romantic com uh relationship conversation between Sylvie and Loki and how they're not one for relationships but they do dabble around in different genders and whatnot. Um, but of course the one relationship that Loki would like to have, or even sees himself having or feels himself having is with himself pretty much, or a different version of him of himself because of all his actions, Mobius tosses him in a time cell, which we see is essentially, I guess, just a, uh, a painful memory or a painful moment that a person has experienced. 
in a time loop. So Sif comes back. First time we've seen Sif since uh, Thor 1, right? I don't even think she was in Thor 2. Uh, she might have been. She definitely wasn't in Ragnarok. Um, I don't think she was in Thor 2. So we haven't seen her in years. She comes back, reprises her role as Sif to pretty much just repeatedly tell Loki that he'll always be alone. He's good for nothing. He's conniving, narcissistic, blah, blah, blah. And repeatedly punching and punching him in the face and kicking him in the nuts. That, that is what the time loop is for Loki. And at one point, he actually reasons with her and she helps him up. And she just walks away and says, you'll always be alone, like always and forever. You are alone and always will be, is her exact quote. After this little torture sequence, we get another conversation with Loki and Mobius sitting down. Mobius tells Loki that uh, Sylvie has been pruned, which is when they get reset, they get jabbed with the orange glow stick. And he's, you see him get upset. Tom Hiddleston does a great job. He's a tremendous actor. T like Tears forming in his eyes, and this is how Mobius comes to the conclusion that Loki developed feelings for Sylvie, and he's kind of disgusted, but also the f he's laughing at the fact that, of course, Loki, being the narcissist that he is, would fall in love with a different variation of himself. Loki tells Mobius that the TVA is lying to him, to which Mobius, Mobius kind of shrugs off, but you see that it kind of cut deep a little bit. Um, we get Mobius and Renslayer speaking to each other. And again, this just makes it further even sketchy for Renslayer where she's talking about, you know, she's trying to shake it off. Like we completed the mission. The timekeepers are happy. Everything went well in the end, right? And Mobius keeps asking questions about C20. What happened to her? Blah, blah, blah. And he pulls a fast one when he asks Renslayer where her trophy is going, which is Sylvie's uh, dagger. He switches out his time pad with Renslayer's time pad. Uh, yeah, Renslayer's time pad. And then we see him going into like the library and he sees C20's debriefing where she elaborates on the fact that she's a variant. Everyone in the TVA is a variant. She has memories. She had a life. And then he sees that Renslayer cuts off the debriefing. So... He, real, like, he realizes and finds proof that what Loki just said is true. The TVA has been lying to him. He breaks Loki out, and after they get out of the time cell, they are face-to-face -face with Renslayer and her little crew, kind of cornered. And Mobius's final words were, if he can go anywhere in the world, it would be back to the life that he was supposed to have. Maybe he even had a jet ski. And then Renslayer prunes him, or a TVA agent prunes him, and he disintegrates, and he's gone. Loki gets physically mad and upset, doesn't retaliate or anything but because he's outnumbered, but he gets very mad. It's a heartbreaking moment. Owen Wilson making his exit, I think, and we'll get to that, but I think making his exit from the Loki show. Very upsetting. Mobius was awesome. But the important part here is that Mobius asked Loki, asked Loki to trust him. And not only that, but before he left, his, some of his final words to Loki were that you can be anything you want to be. 
You can even be a good person. And he says it kind of facetiously, but it meant something because that entire time in the time cell, Sif came coming back and telling him how worthless he was, how bad he was, how evil he was, how alone he'll always be. So Mobius to say that and to really solidify that friendship was great. Obviously cut short by Renslayer and her posse. And Loki has his change. Throughout this Loki show, we have seen him progress from in the main timeline where he went from being the bad guy in Avengers to a good guy in Ragnarok and then being killed in Endgame. We've seen that progression from Loki in this show. It, it, it rapidly changed him from being the warlord that he was in Avengers to the guy we see in Ragnarok because the TVA showed him that he really ain't shit. Like, there are a bunch of varieties of Loki, and the TVA is a super powerful organization being able to go to any point in time that they want. He realizes he ain't shit, so it kind of brings him down to earth a little bit, and uh, he, he, we see him become the Loki that we love. We also get a moment between Hunter B-15 and Sylvie. Hunter B-15 is one of the other ones during the uh, Rocks Cart, Rocks On supermarket raid where Sylvie originally escaped with Loki. She was taken, her mind was taken over by Sylvie and she hasn't been right since. She's been way more mellow, first of all, not nearly as like demanding and aggressive as a hunter, but she knows something's wrong. She asks... Uh, Mobius, what did Loki say to you? And he said, ah, just some lie about how the TVA is lying to me. Why? And she's like, looks at him weird and just kind of says, ah, just doing my job. She goes to Sylvie and brings her back to the rocks cart supermarket apocalypse scenario and makes her show her the rest of her memories back on Earth. And she kind of, so she does a complete 180 and is now completely in line with everyone else like Mobius, Sylvie, and Loki. Renslayer is now bringing Loki and Sylvie down the elevator to meet with the timekeepers. They come face to face and Hunter B-15 shows up, beats up a couple of the guards, gives Sylvie her dagger. And then they have a fight. So it's Sylvie versus Renslayer and Loki versus like two other hunters. Uh, they both win. And then Sylvie throws her dagger at the center timekeeper and cuts its head off. And we see that the timekeepers actually aren't real. So in the first episode, I was, I mean, in the beginning of the episode, I was like, wow, they actually showed the timekeepers. They're real. I guess I was wrong. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, never mind. Should have went with my gut. Uh, they weren't real, and they're just giant androids. The other two die out, and Loki begs the question, if they're fake and they're just androids, then who the hell created the TVA? And then Loki goes on to try to explain to Sylvie. He, without words, he's just kind of like looking at her, but we know that he's trying to he understood what Mobius said. He under, Mobius told him before they went down, before he, they escaped the time cell, that him and Sylvie's connection, their emotional connection, was what caused that 
enormous nexus event and that if they made physical contact and like kissed or even more that would undo a lot of like the fabrics of reality and Loki understood that so that was Mobius's plan before he got pruned um and Loki's trying to make that happen with Sylvie but before he can he gets pruned and we see him pruned from the middle up as he disappears and Renslayer is there Sylvie gets pissed attacks her and holds her uh at gunpoint but not with the gun it's with the staff and she says do it she says no and Sylvie tells Renslayer that she is going to tell her everything episode ends we think Loki's dead but not so fast mid credit scene Loki wakes up he asks if this is hell with one L so it's you know uh Norse mythology hell and you hear a voice say, no, but it will be if you don't come with us. And he looks up and it's three different Lokis from the left, middle and right. We have a grown adult Loki, African-American male. Looks like he has some type of makeshift Mjolnir hammer that he's holding. Uh, the middle one, a small child, kid Loki. I think he's an adaptation from the comics. And on the right, we have a guy dressed in a costume that resembles, I would believe, I would like to think it resembles maybe earlier comic book versions of Loki, kind of like what they did in WandaVision when Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch were wearing their uh, like 80s costumes from the comics. That's what it looks like this Loki character is wearing. So a guy with a Makeshift Mjolnir, a kid with a pet alligator or crocodile. I don't know which one it is. I think it's an alligator. And then uh, a cost, a Loki, a guy wearing a Loki costume, like a leotard. So I don't know where this is going. Clearly, I don't know if this is Loki or this is what happens to everyone who gets pruned. But clearly he's not dead. He was sent or teleported to some other dimension, maybe a different timeline, who knows, but it looks like there's like a city in the background, kind of looks like Sakaar from uh, Ragnarok, like that junkyardy, disheveled, broken down kind of city, um, but there is a lot of questions remaining, obviously, are the timekeepers actually real, I'm staying with my original opinion, which is no, who is behind the TVA if it's not the timekeepers? And then also, are we going to see Loki and Sylvie kiss or do whatever that will undo the timeline as we know it? Will that will this show end with the creation of the multiverse, the official creation of the multiverse that we'll see unravel and take place in the new Spider-Man and Doctor Strange movie? Um, this was probably the best episode thus far. We only have two left, episodes five and six, but this is pretty cool. Like, I, I, I'm really into this show. I think it's, it's, I think WandaVision's still the best, um, but WandaVision is, I mean, Loki's gaining fast on WandaVision because WandaVision had the first three episodes where it was just like, 
TV skits of Wanda and Vision playing house, which was obviously really cool and really original, and it, it set the groundwork for what was going on. But you really only have six episodes of conflict in WandaVision. Falcon and Winter Soldier was also six episodes, so they kind of hit the ground running. But even them, there were a couple episodes that were a tad boring. Loki, I have been uh, incredibly interested and captivated by this show from episode one to now. And I think that is due to the fact that there is a greater mystery. We are introduced to the TVA in episode one, a completely new entity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now we're two episodes away. And we still don't know who created the TVA. It's still a mystery. And we don't know what's going to happen with Loki. We don't know what's going to happen with Sylvie. I'll be honest, before I watched the mid credit scene, I thought that Loki was dead. Our Loki was dead. And the final two episodes were going to be about somehow introducing Sylvie to the MCU as the new Loki. But that doesn't seem to be the case because our Loki is still alive. So my theory was that at the end of all of this, we might have to say goodbye to both of them. Um, but chances are they live and they get brought back, which would be a little annoying, to be honest with you, if Loki ends up coming back into the MCU in a way. Uh, his death was so like powerful and emotional in Infinity War. That to bring him back during like a six episode miniseries would be a little weird. Um, but hey, you know, I, I guess it might be for the greater good. Obviously, Tom Hiddleston and Loki is a great character. So it would, it would be awesome to have him back. But at the same time, I think it would diminish his character. So I'm super excited for the rest of this show to pan out. Um, maybe we'll get some real meaningful monologue from Renslayer. Where she comes, because she clearly knows that everyone in the TVA, including herself, are variants. Because C12 or C20, whatever she was, um, was talking all that nonsense, not nonsense, but talking all that stuff about, uh, you know, the TVA is filled with variants. Everyone's a variant, me, you, everyone in here. And Renslayer said, okay, I'm turning it off. And Mobius sees her do that. So I don't know. I, I, I would think she's in on it. She didn't seem to be too flustered in the end that the timekeepers were androids. She was knocked unconscious when Sylvie beheaded one of them and then she gained consciousness and then, you know, uh, pruned Loki. But then she's immediately apprehended by Sylvie. So we don't, I don't think we really get like a, a full uh, reaction of her realizing the timekeepers were androids, but something tells me that she knew that. Um, she was the one who was kind of in constant contact with them, saying the timekeepers are, they know about this, they're interested in this, they're involved in this, to Mobius. So, some, like, it would make sense that she knew they were uh, androids. We'll see if she gives Sylvie the answers that she and us are looking for as well as Loki teaming up with these three other variant Lokis who I assume were pruned at some point in time. Fun stuff. Super excited for episode five. Uh, but until then, we're going to wrap it up here. Fourth of July weekend. Have a fun weekend. Be safe. 
We'll be back next Wednesday with a regular episode and then Friday with episode five of Loki. So thank you all for listening and I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.